in what was probably one of the more uninteresting games of, well, uninteresting Queen's birthday games I've seen in a little while. I think the Magpies were a little bit lucky just to get over the line, do exactly what they had to do. The midfield might have been dominated. The defence might have been a little overwhelmed at time by a pretty, well, pretty average offence in Melbourne. But we came out on top. The big man, Koki, had a good game. And that's something that we all like to see. Evening GC, thank you for joining us again this week after your uh, rubbing elbows with uh, high society last week. That's all right. Yeah, I'm back back to the uh, back to the terra firma now. So, so I thought it was it was an entertaining game, wasn't it? I thought, but um, it never reached that high standard, I guess. But we, I thought we were always we always looked like we should win. But you thought, God, if we lose this, it'll be um, not impossible, but a bit of a disaster. There were those. There, were, there, were, there, were, there was that moment in the in the second quarter where they piled on those five goals, and um, you started having PTSD flashbacks of the Richmond game, and um, just this, mm. this 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 tug of war developing where we just weren't playing good football. Where we didn't we didn't we never seemed to click into you know third or fourth gear. It was just you know steady as she goes, we'll get over the line. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it was, it was a um, game. Yeah. Yeah, it was. You know, it was lots of um, toing and froing, and it was a bit messy at times. But um, overall, it was an entertaining game of footy. I guess after the high yeah. of the North Melbourne yeah. game, you know, it's just yeah, where we where we hit those you know, very, you know the great heights, and you know, anything's going to be a letdown from that. Not a letdown, so to speak, but. I, I, I thought the biggest concern for me on Monday was I think we were categorically outplayed through the middle by a team that we shouldn't be outplayed by. And that, that was the only – that was my only question mark on it. Um, but, again, I, I, I might be seeing it from, uh, from a fairly uh, um, negative point of view. But, you know, Laurie does remind me, you know, Taylor Adams being out does hurt the team, does hurt us in the clearances and the clinches. So it was, a, it, it was an important win. I think. It actually highlighted how important Adams has become to the team, mm. which was interesting. Yeah, no, I think we missed, you know, he, he because there was a flow and effect to all our other midfielders. I think without him there, they struggled a bit. And uh, Melbourne definitely dominated us in the midfield. And mm. uh, I think his, him missing was the biggest factor there. I think the other concern for me, or at least, at least in my mind, Monday solidified one thing. Um, Pendlebury... Is carrying something. He's not at his best. He doesn't look like he's hitting full stride. And that doesn't take away from the job that Bernie Vince did because he's a, he's become quite a aggressive tagger. But he doesn't look to be at full gear. What are your thoughts? I know we're a week away from the bye. Is he a player that we should have looked to rest for this past week and then maybe bring him back for the GWS game? Or are you supportive of, of the idea of playing him through GC? Well, it's hard to know. I mean, he he doesn't he hasn't been he hasn't been uh, right for for the last few weeks. I agree, just looks a bit off. Um, I think it very much depends what what's really going on because I think it's a bit of a a mystery. If he can play on, I think you know great players play through these times, and so I'm I'm happy enough for him to play through it. And, and hopefully, you assume that. By playing through it, he's not going to make it any worse. And if yeah. that's the case, you know, I think he gets through it, and then hopefully uh, sparks up a bit, a bit later in the season. And, and just to continue a little bit of a, 
not a, not a negative. Like, I mean, you know, the way I've started this, you know, you'd think we were three and seven as opposed to seven and three. But um, one of the threads on the board um, that I think popped up uh, late yesterday or early yesterday was looking at Tom Langdon. Tom Langdon's year. Um, I don't think he's regressed as much as people think, but he isn't having a good time of it at the moment. Doesn't seem to be hitting his stride. Do you think it's time for someone like him and, and all young players? You know, a lot of young players do end up having to drop back to the VFL for a few weeks, get a bit of form up. But do you think his time might have might have expired for for the moment? No, I don't. I don't think so at all. Well, I, I'm I'm a bit bemused by the uh, idea that his place is under threat. I mean, I think he's statistically he looks fine. Um, I agree. At, at times, I mean, people keep saying he's going to get caught, but. He, he actually doesn't really get caught. He just looks like he might get caught. Um, he's, I think he's playing a, playing a solid role for us. He's just, I think people have forgotten, you know, that he's a second-year player who was a pick 63 in the draft last mm-hmm. year. And you've got to give him, I think he's probably, in hindsight, he's probably better this year than he was last year. But last year he was a first-year unknown. So we just marvelled at whatever he did. This year we're sort of expecting more from him. So we, we don't... Um, we we don't cut him the slack anymore, but I I no I'm fine with with him. I, I don't have any worries. We didn't and, have um, Marty Williams playing so well last year either, and and so Tom Langdon, you know, really starred in that down that part of the ground. Whereas this year Marty Williams has really um, come into form, mm. and perhaps that's yeah. Marley's been great, I think. Yeah. Fantastic. So he, he was special on the, on Monday. He was he was very good. I'm just wondering if that's kind of taken the gloss off Langdon a little bit. Um, but I'm right. Plays well. I really think Langdon just really people are expecting, are forgetting he's a second year player and he's. Uh, I think he's doing a job. Oh, look, performance always breeds expectation, and we, we we do tend to have a high expectation of our kids as a general rule. Look, I, I, I like you think he's been okay. I, I don't I don't have an issue with the way he's played, um, but I, I you know I, I do look. It doesn't look like he's lacking in confidence, and if that was the case, I'd agree with the thread and say yeah, go back for a few weeks. But he's still playing his role. He's still playing it well. And and to Laurie's point on the on the chat, who comes in for him? I mean, who would you bring in? You know, we're, we're talking about a defence that um, we've still got someone like Ramsey to come back. But if he's not ready, who plays the role that Langdon does? And it's very it's a very unique role. So, speaking of unique role players, Adam Oxley um, has gotten a lot of attention this past week. Uh, arguably, the move that won us the game, being slotted into that spare man role. The thing that's bemusing to me was third quarter. He didn't actually start in that in that role and, and we waited until there was a bit more of a a comeback from Melbourne before we adjusted that. But gee, he was all right. I didn't even oh. notice him on the ground until he started marking down there in defence. Yeah, well, I mean, his second quarter was fantastic. He was he was everywhere and then the last quarter he was everywhere again. And um, But, you know, it, it's the easiest role in football that you're asking him to play at the moment. So... Good luck to him, and, and he seems to be. A, he has a great capacity to find the ball. Um, he's pretty solid in the air, and um, you know, I think again, he's another guy that you sort of think, well, I had him mucked down as um, at the start of the year. Well, he'll need a VFL year because he's missed a whole season. He'll need some to 
regain the ground that he's lost, but he's he's just stepped up straight away. And I think you forget, you know, he's he's a fairly remarkable story, really. One more small topic um, in regards to Monday's game. Everyone's been calling for the inclusion of Ben Kennedy. Uh, now, I noticed when he got subbed on, we were at a point where we weren't winning clearances at all, and I think we won the next four or five with him in the centre of the ground. His endeavour was huge. His attack was huge. It, I, th- this is this this is what we've we've come to expect from him. But I think his talent is being wasted as a sub. It has been, again, injury hampered for the start of the year. But this is a guy that really needs to now play consistent football. Are you on the same page as me there? Yeah, I'm. I'm very much. I'm a Ben Kennedy fan. I think he, um, I think he, 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 he always looks solid when he plays, and he's. I don't think he's had enough chances. I, I really hope that, you know, with trying to fit in Taylor Adams and Wits this week, I hope he doesn't get sent back, because he showed enough to really say he needs a full game and he needs a few full games in a row, and I think he can really establish himself in the team. He's a talented kid. Oh, I, I, I completely agree with you there, and I think he adds something that. Uh, that, that, that we certainly need. Yeah, effort was the hallmark of the start of our season and his effort was top grade uh, on Monday afternoon. Speaking of top grade effort and top grade youngsters, this week we get the chance to test ourselves against arguably the best young team in the competition. Well, as, as far as I'm concerned, it's the two best young teams in the competition battling it out against the GWS. Uh, and we have a special guest here to join us. Andre the Giant. Andre, how are you this evening, mate? Very good, guys. On top of the world. <laughs> well, not quite yet, mate. Let's just hold your horses. Okay, <laughs> you guys have done well, but you're about to run into the brick wall that is Collingwood. <laughs> yeah, no, um, look, we're expecting a, a very difficult game on uh, on Sunday, so um, I don't think that's lost on any of us. But if we can be, um, if we can be competitive, um, yeah, that's all we can ask. I was just saying to the guys before we brought you in, as far as I'm concerned, it's the two of us, our two teams and the dogs as the three best young teams in the competition because there's a, there's a, there's a bit more of a balance uh, with youth and experience as opposed to the Melbournes and the St Kilders who are legitimately bottoming out. You know, you guys have done incredibly well to bring some incredible players, some incredibly experienced players in for you know, a bag of chips and a can of Coke. Um, the Mumford deal, uh, Heath Shaw, you paid a bit much more for Griffin. But how, do you, how have you seen the year? I mean, it, it must be remarkable to go from three wins last year or something like that to where you are now. Oh, it's, it's been fantastic, you know. Like um, I know as a, as a giant supporter, um, the first couple of years have been really difficult. You know, I mean, I, I, I live here in Victoria and um, – just getting smashed by all everybody that knows me um, for every every game when we were getting getting beaten by not not even being competitive you know just being thrashed so um, that was quite hard um, but I think the thing for us is that because we've had such a talented group they've always shown flashes of um, ability and just to keep you excited um, but this year they've just really matured and I think physically they've um, most you know they've really improved and they're running out games and. Um, but just being competitive every week. So that's been really pleasing for us. Mm. We're going to talk about the elephant in the room for a second because obviously Collingwood are in a position now where we've shed some salary thanks to a few of our trades and pushing out a few players. 
we will be coming or potentially coming for one of your young midfielders. Yeah. Um, what what do you guys now see as an equitable trade deal? You haven't gone down the, the Gold Coast path of just pumping number one draft picks into your team or mini draft picks. You know, you have traded for talent. So what, what would you what would you, you know, consider an equitable trade for a Shield or a Trelaw? Uh, well, um, obviously Shield's just um, re-signed, but um, with, with Trelaw, um, oh, has he? It's, yeah, yeah. It's just um, it's just come through. He signed for two years, so um, so he's 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 locked away. Um, <laughs> Stop that one out of the band. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, but um, but obviously with um, with a guy like Trelaw, it's hard to speculate. You know, obviously, we're hopeful. Um, that he'll stay, um, and and he's making all the right noises that he'll stay. But apparently the offers are huge. Um, if he did go, um, you know, I think we're probably at a stage now where dra- early draft picks. We've got quite a few young players already in the team, so we've got some good kids coming through the academy and whatnot. So I think it would be more a needs-based thing. So um, from what I viewed, we'd probably lack a little bit of depth in the ruck if if anything happens to Mummy. Um, you know, we we probably do need uh, another senior guy there, um, and uh, yeah, I think it would just be more a need a needs basis now rather than just wanting to stock up on on draft picks. If you're talking Ruckman and Collingwood, Jared Witts would be the obvious one to get involved in a Trelaw trade, and being a New South Wales boy, he's um, he's not one I'd want to lose, but he'd be someone something I would have thought that uh, you guys would ask for. I mean, he might he, he he might be part of something. Um, I think just as a straight swap, obviously um, it wouldn't it wouldn't be enough. I, I wouldn't have thought for us. I think we'd we'd want um, probably for a player like a Trelaw, um, a combination of um, uh, players and picks. It would it would probably take a multi multi team sort of a deal to get it to happen, um, so that we could fill a few voids. But I mean, I'm I'm really hopeful that he'll stay. Um, you know, he's probably out of all of the Kids, he's been the most adamant that he's staying. Um, the others have been pretty quiet and we've been really nervous about them. Um, but he's been very forthright about wanting to stay and be with the group. Um, mm. but I suppose, you know, if the offers are like double what he's getting or mm. um, and it's over four and five years, um, anyone's going to consider going. Because that's the challenge. I, mean, I would have thought something which the now first draft choice would have been something that uh, you'd come at. See, the, 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 the bottom line is um, if we're in a situation where he definitely wanted to go. Um, you then are not, you know, you're then in a very difficult position. Um, you know, the club more or less has to try to make it work. So if he, if he says, I want to go to Collingwood, that's the club I want to go to and I want to leave and he's out of contract, then it's, you know, it, it then becomes a lot more difficult for us because you guys can pretty much, um, um, have all of the, um, the hand in that situation. So, um, until it gets to that situation, it's it's very hard to speculate. Mm. Um, but um, you know, look, we're really hopeful that he stays because I think if we can keep him, particularly him and Shield together um, for the next two or three years, um, then we should have a flag contender in. We should be a flag contender in the next couple of years. Oh, definitely. Look, it certainly seems like you guys are going in the right direction. But speaking of the right direction, I can't look past my own team, GC. <laughs> Um, we, we've talked about how, how good the season's been thus far. What are your expectations for the weekend coming up against a similar, similarly talented, similarly positioned side 
and 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 how do you think it's all going to pan out? Oh, I think it's a, look. It's a bit of a hard one to pick. I think I think GWS have been super impressive this year. I think they are a young team though. Again, and and like all young teams, they're prone to uh, putting different performances on a week to week basis. And I think we're probably a bit guilty of that as well. Um, but I think if if look, if I had to go anyway, I'd say the MCG is our backyard, and it's pretty foreign to GWS. So. I think we. I'll go with an expectation of winning because it's in our our, our backyard. Certainly, certainly a fair point. I mean, the Giants wouldn't have had all too much experience winning on the G. I wouldn't have thought. Andre, you can help me out there. Yeah, we've we've only ever I think won the one game, which was the last time we played. I think we we beat Melbourne there, um, yeah. so it's still a bit new. And I think the other thing for us is um, we've predominantly played in. Um, you know, small crowds. Um, I'm not saying that it's going to be a full house on Sunday, Sunday, but um, it'll be a lot more people there than, um, than than what our group are used to. So that can be a little bit daunting for young players, um, you know. And um, there's probably just been a few signs for us over the last couple of weeks that a couple of the boys are a little bit tired. Um, uh, they're just getting – they're sort of looking for the buy. Um, but I'm sure they'll be pumped up for this one because that's like what every football player dreams about is playing – Collingwood on the G, that just doesn't get any better than that. That's incredibly flattering. I'm glad that we have that perception. <laughs> no, no, clear, clearly it gets one step better. It's playing for Collingwood on the G. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, well, I, I think a lot of a lot of young players, um, you know, that, that is what they dream about. But, you know, for, for opposition um, teams and that, it's, yeah, they're a team you sort of love to hate, but you do respect them. Um, and, you know, we've got, a tremendous amount of respect for Collingwood and, um, uh, and and what they've done and achieved. And, you know, we're just hoping to grow our club to have some respect going forward as well. Well, you're certainly going about it the right way. Given it's Wednesday, let's do, let's do a little bit of foreshadowing. Ins and outs for the Giants. Who do you think will line up against Collingwood? Are we going to see any major changes? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think so because we haven't had um, uh, too many problems with injuries this year. We've been blessed. Um, I think Nick Haynes, um, he could be one to come back, and he, he's had a bit of a problem with the groin, and he's really important for us. He's just um, very steady out down back, and he's really good intercept defender, and he's really come of age this year. So I think if he came in, that would be, um, you know, a major boost for us. But other than that, we've had some pretty good continuity with the group, and. I think they're all in reasonable form, so um, I don't see too many other um, major changes. What about you, GC? You get the chance to watch us on Monday. We know our VFL result. Are we going to see any changes or are we going to keep, uh, oh, keep no, the ship I steady? Think, I think you'd be pretty certain to see Wits come in. I think Taylor Adams, although you know, I think both Balm and, and Buckley have sort of spoke about him being back this week and then qualified it, which... When it comes to Collingwood and injuries, once they put any qualification on, I think he's probably out for another two or three weeks. <laughs> to tell you the truth. Um, so I don't think I don't think Adams will be fit. I think Wits will come in. And go out for Wits. Pardon? Who will go out for Wits? I'd tip out Seisman. I think. Um, yeah. I'd like to. I think Seisman just looks a bit in need of a run in the seconds. So because I, I, I'd like to keep Broomhead and. Kennedy both in, so I think Seedsman for mine. Gio was dirty on white on Monday. It was a tough game for me to watch of his. 
given given what he can show and what he produced, then it was um, yeah. It, he, he's playing like someone who uh, again doesn't just never never can strike that that consistency, and that's that's a bit of a it's a bit of a shame with him. But I'd certainly I'd certainly like to see uh, to to see Wits back in the side and get back that <laughs> that trio that we had before Grundy Wits. And white all rotating through the ruck, and uh, mm. at, yeah. you know, just, well, just Jesse White for but, mine. I think if if you don't have great expectations, you won't get too disappointed. He's a, yeah. he's a journeyman. He's actually he's this season he's his best season in AFL football, and he's been there for about eight years, hasn't he? His his mm. goal kicking, you know, and possession rate this year is up past what it's ever been in the before. And he's having three or four shots on goal each week. He's doing more than I would expect him to do. So, you know, don't expect too much from him. If he keeps giving the output he is at the moment, that's probably enough, you know, because he's important as a structure to us. So we, we just need to wait for a more or someone to come on and be able to replace him. But for the moment, he's um, he's just going to do the job. But he, you're never going to get too much out of him. He just doesn't have it. He's sort of a... A utility player that's kind of, you know, just there, as you said, to kind of mm. help hold the structure together rather than be a real focal point or something. I, I, I just think they must have, you know, they've got a certain expectation of what they're wanting to do, which doesn't meet everybody, mm. meet our expectation. And, and, um, and so he seems to not, um, not be doing much, but, but he must be doing enough for, of whatever they want him to do. So, Could I just add in there with, yeah. with Jesse White? Um, I saw, saw a fair bit of him in Sydney and um, he's so enigmatic. Um, at his best, he's, he's just, you know, he, he's pretty um, electric, but it's just so rare. But I, you almost think with players like him that teams are better off signing them for one year, um, just one-year deals and, and making sure that they're sort of, if you give them any degree of comfort, um, they just lapse back into bad habits, and because um, he, you know, in his last year in Sydney, you just look like a, an A grader, and and then you just see some of these ordinary games he throws up. So he's just very, very frustrating. He's going to be a um, a tease, you know, for his whole career. Well, I think I think the biggest thing about him is he doesn't. He just doesn't really. He looks great. He looks like physically he's a fantastic specimen, but he, he just doesn't understand football as well as what most of his opponents do. So he's always out of position. He, he never, he just doesn't get it. And I don't think he ever will. Guys, could I ask you all a question just about Taylor Adams? Because um, um, he's obviously a player of interest for, for Giants fans. Um, and, and you know, we, we sort of had a, a, a nice opinion of him. Uh, but probably his one letdown was his kicking um, and disposal. I must admit, I haven't focused on Collingwood games to see how that area of his game has changed. Um, is he still inconsistent there or is, is, is that something that he's, um, he's improved? He, he's working on it, but he's, he remains inconsistent. It's his big weakness. Look, he's, he's been very important to us as an inside player and we missed him on the weekend. Um, but, you know, if, if there's one thing that he struggles with still, it's his kicking and he turns it over a lot. But he gets a lot of, a lot of his disposals are under pressure, so he's got a little bit of an excuse there. But... It's still something that he needs to improve. It, it's certainly a mixed bag, um, and it's certainly not a player that, with confidence, um, you'd say, you know, you, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have great confidence on the run. Him delivering inside fifty, you know, yeah. you, 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 
and that's and, and that's the shame because that that is a kick is, is very deflating to a team to have that hard work and you know to miss that one shot it is it is it is deflating but yeah he's, he's a ball sorry to interrupt you we, we, we've probably had that with um with uh toby green um yeah and they were drafted around the same time and they're very similar in a lot of ways um uh but they've they're also got their unique qualities but toby um He's just such a goer and he, he gets so much of the ball, but just his delivery at times can be um, a bit frustrating. Um, but I, I must say over the last two or three weeks, he's improved that a lot. Um, and if he can fix that part of his game, he'd be outstanding. But uh, it's it's frustrating as a supporter when you can see how hard those guys try and they, they put so much effort into it and it's just that one part that lets them down. Speaking briefly about supporter frustration, we're getting towards the end of our our session here, but um, a few Pies supporters a few weeks ago, uh, the big discussion on our forum was regarding uh, James Stewart and his non-selection as a father-son. Um, he's obviously performed very well this year. Where do you see him going? You see the most of him out of all of us. Um, is he is he going to be a top two, top 22 player for you and, uh, and are we going to miss him, essentially? Uh, it's a really good question, and, and it's it's a little bit hard to answer with when we've got um, you know Patton out, who's probably our second best um, tall, um, you know, if, if he's fitting well, and we're still we're still not sure um, when he comes back whether how they're going to how we're going to use him. Um, Stewart's been really a project player. Like when he first came to us, he was so skinny and um, had some problems with his back and some injuries and that, and. He had just had no continuity, um, and every time he'd sort of get right, he'd, he'd get an injury. Um, he's very athletic, um, and he's a he's a point of difference. I think it's it is a bit ironic that he didn't um, go to Collingwood because I think he would be a really good foil for a cloak um, now, you know, like in hindsight. But certainly couldn't blame Collingwood for passing at the time because I think he was a project player. Um, you know, and um, everybody knew that he had talent, but um, he was still quite raw. Um, so, look, to answer your question, if, if he stays with us, um, his opportunities may may be a bit limited because McCarthy's come and, and Patton, you would expect to go back there. So he, he may be one of the guys that's um, surplus. Um, but for the time being, you know, we're just grateful to have him because he's doing a really good job. No, certainly, certainly a very fair point. GC, are we going to get up this week? And what are your thoughts? I mean, are, are, are we going to end up uh, with a more consistent performance uh, or, or is this going to be more of an arm wrestle? Oh, as I said, I think, look, I think it's it's one of those ones that you'd really say could go either way. Both sides have, <coughs> have got upside and, and both sides have got the ability to put in substandard performances. Mm. I'm just saying Collingwood because it's on our <laughs> on our home ground. So I think that's yeah. the tipping point for me. Um, it's still a tough game and they're such a good group of young players that they can really hurt you. But, mm. you know, if I had to lean one way, I'm going to lean, just say the home team wins. I think for me the difference will come with, you know, we talked before, Andre, you mentioned about your club wanting to gain that respect from the wider football community. And respect's a big word, I think, down at Collingwood because I don't think we're getting the respect that we deserve as an improving thing. Media are quick to trot out this who have we beaten line. So I think we'll see a very committed, fired-up Collingwood uh, on the weekend because 
we are now up against a fellow top eight team at this stage of the year. Um, and I certainly think we're going to come out all guns blazing. What are you expecting from the from the Giants this weekend? Uh, um, I, look, I, I think it's an incredibly dangerous game for us. We, we, we seem to... Um, We've got to that stage of our development where we we handle the lesser teams very well, and we perform um, quite well against the the top teams because the level of expectation is a lot lower, um, and 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 the pressure is a bit lower. But these the teams that are around us, like Collingwood, the Richmonds, um, the North Melbournes, the West Coast, they they just seem to touch us up um, because um, I think there's there's a little bit more expectation and pressure on us um, to perform. So I think. Um, I think it'll be a very close game. Um, I think it could go either way by two two goals, you know, um, one or two goals. Um, be more, more than happy um, just to, to win uh, by by a goal. Um, so I think um, for, for you guys, it's just going to be emulating what some of the, the teams like West Coast have done, and that's shutting down our, our, our usage up, uh, up the guts, you know, if you're able to do that. Um, and um, capitalise on on opportunities that you get, then I think it'll be very hard for us. Um, but if you let us run, um, then you know I think we can we can put a, a decent score on. Well, it proves to be an interesting game this coming Sunday, guys. I'm going to leave it there. Um, thank you so much, Andre, for joining us tonight. I really appreciate a a good honest football discussion with someone who. Uh, Certainly very level-headed about his football, so um, pleasure having you on. Well, thanks, guys. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks, Andre. Thanks, Andre. Yes. Let's, let's hope it's a really good match. Absolutely. That means it can only be one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the, only, that's the only thing we're going for. <laughs> uh, Magpie Girl, thank you once again for coming on. Uh, it's a pleasure, Marty T. Thank you. And GC, thanks again for uh, for for ha- for being uh, just just being around. Oh. We love having you here. <laughs> love being here. <laughs> and we got his rant tonight. Don't forget. We do have TD's rant coming up. Gee, how warm was that, GC? That was just such an just a warm embrace. We're, we're, we're a loving we're a loving family here on the podcast. Me. Well, you know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And Laurie, thanks again for all the recording, mate. We are going to get you on. I, I promise it's going to happen. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good evening. Here is the news. <laughs> he speaks. <laughs> I think he's stopped. <laughs> for another week, this is the Mighty T signing out. Go Pies. This is a round 11 rent for trade draft. And my, my rent today is going to be about our inconsistency in games, as we've seen over the last two weeks. We saw it against North Melbourne. Uh, doing games. Because at the start of the North Melbourne game last week when we played, the first half was shocking. We played terrible footy. But we came back after the first, second half and blew them away. That's the and then we saw the demons games. We started well in the first quarter, played shocking in the second quarter, came back a bit in the third quarter and fourth quarter. I think we just Melbourne ran out of gas and we just did what we had to do to win the game, which was great to see. But still, we also seen other games 
Richmond we did it when we started well, then let the other team come back in and fresh us. Um, and it's just as easy. If you want to be a good side and up the top in the finals or even a top four chance, we have to figure out a way how to make the difference different. We can play so well, but not make the low so bad. Like if we can play bad, it's just a little bit worse, but nothing makes you go, oh no, we're terrible. But we have a young side, so that explains it a little bit. But hopefully that's something that's really mature over the next couple of years, something that gets our best and the worst be less farther apart, so that would be good. So hopefully we will got a massive game against GWS on Sunday, so hopefully we can win that game, but we would not want to be so up and down as we have been the last couple of weeks. Go Pies.